Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
praise the Lord Jesus. Father God, we just give you thanks and praise tonight on this edition of Prayer International, Father Radio. Lord Jesus, we lift you up. We thank you, for Holy Spirit, for your presence. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, for the power of God. We thank you for the scriptures. We thank you that we have life and hope that, Father, you've given us a gospel that never ends. Lord, we thank you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I just pray, Father, that light be upon every person listening tonight, that, Father, the blessing of your hand be within and upon their life, whatever they may be going through, that, Father, you'd make your presence known, that you'd make your presence rich unto them, Father, that you would drench them, Lord God, in your presence, in your love, Lord God, that you'd break every yoke, every chain, every plague, every mist of darkness, Lord God, and you'd set them free to truly know you, Lord God, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Uh, Welcome to Prayer International. My name is Patrick Sanders. I'll be your host as we go into a time of worship and prayer and meditation upon his word, and I wanted to share with you today uh, my experience with the Lord this morning in the secret places. I had my quiet time with him. The greatest thing that you can learn to do once you've been born again is to have a quiet time with the Lord. There's nothing more precious than your connection with Him. And it's something that I've come to realize that the greatest thing that you have in life, the most valuable thing you have is your communication with your Father in Heaven. And sometimes we get out of that loop. We get out of that zone with God and we get distracted by the things of this earth, and that's completely normal. And uh, we just need to come back to the Lord, and it's a continual thing. You're going to continue to get knocked out of that sweet spot with the Lord, and you're going to have to continue to come back and discipline yourself to open up the Word. And so that's what happened to me this morning. I opened up some old Word that I've been meditating upon, an old book of Scripture, And uh, the Lord made it come alive to me, and it amazes me that how the Bible, how God has blessed us with the possession of the Bible, that uh, it's something so old, but every day it can be something so new. And so I just give him the praise, and we can forget about that. We can forget about the connection that we have with God through the blood of Jesus, that uh, he is the vine and that we are the branches and that apart from him, we don't have life. Life flows from him into us, and the life flows, power of the written word. The written word and your your ability to get into that position with the Lord and to connect with him is possibly your greatest weapon that you'll ever have in your arsenal uh, against the forces of darkness in, uh, in your life. And I wanted to read Joel chapter 2, verse 32. And it's a verse that the Apostle Paul requotes in Romans chapter 10. And it says this, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. And when I read this this morning after I had 
been out of a touch with the Lord, out of that quiet time, out of that connection with that word. I was wanting that word because I was missing it. And uh, lots of work responsibilities, lots of things to do. But I just decided this morning that uh, I wasn't going to allow all the distractions and all the uh, problems and the responsibilities of life to disconnect me between my most precious thing, which is my connection, my quiet time with my Heavenly Father, and what a precious jewel these old scriptures are when the Holy Spirit anoints them. Because if you read this book without the Holy Spirit, it's going to be dead and lifeless. But when the Holy Spirit joins you in reading this Holy Script, it's going to come alive and it's going to be a sword to your heart that separates between spirit and flesh. And uh, it's going to guide you into your Heavenly Father's presence. And so when I read that scripture this morning, I saw islands and the islands were surrounded by a sea of darkness. And the islands were not being uh, overthrown or consumed or washed away by the flood of darkness that surrounded them. And uh, the islands represent people. And I saw that even though great things are being prophesied in Scripture, great judgments coming upon the earth, I saw that, that God is going to protect individuals, that he is going to put a hedge of protection round about them, and um, darkness is going to come upon all the earth, the scriptures say, even gross darkness, but upon us the light will shine. And so who are those people that are like islands in the midst of the darkness who are going to survive and be delivered? During these dark days, it says, it shall come to pass, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And so we see in action, we see someone using their mouth. It's the simplest thing you can ever do in the Lord is to use your mouth. It takes money to go to Africa to be a missionary, but the simplest thing is often the thing that we overlook. But you can begin serving God and getting connected to God and doing the work of God simply by correcting the words of your mouth and speaking the word of the Lord and calling out unto the Lord that he deliver you. It says, For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in a remnant whom the Lord shall call. So God calls us, and then we've got to call upon him. Once he puts that call upon you by your spirit, by his spirit, you then have a responsibility to call out to God in prayer. And what is prayer made of? Prayer is made of the word of God. And where do you get the word of God? You, you get it in these old scriptures. You get it in this old book called the Bible. And when you begin to pray and to speak and to call these things, out unto the Lord, then he, he says he's going to answer you with deliverance. So there's a remnant here whom the Lord shall call that will be deliverant, delivered. And um, a nation may come under judgment. A nation may de- be destroyed. A, a world may come under the judgment of God. But he says upon remnants, upon little islands, upon people here and there, he says that... Uh, 
there is going to be deliverance. So there is no fear. There's no reason to be afraid because God recognizes individuals. And you as an individual have to create the satellite uplink. You've got to connect to God by having that quiet time and that prayer because he, there's only a certain type of people that the Lord's going to deliver in these dark days. There's only a certain group. And it says, whosoever shall call, it's those who call upon the name of the Lord that shall be delivered. And God only recognizes his word. When he hears your word, his word coming out of your mouth, when you're praying according to what he promised in scripture, then you're going to turn God's ear. And we know that if we, he hears the petitions that we desired of him, then we know that uh, our prayers are answered because we pray according to his will. And his will is found in scripture. And so those who call upon the Lord are those who perform an action. James talks about those who hear the word of God but they don't do it are deceived. And it says also in James that um, you have not because you ask not. And asking or calling upon the Lord is an action. And God recognizes faith. Faith is an action and uh, faith attracts the presence of God. It attracts him to focus on you. It attracts him to listen to you and uh, to come and deliver you in your time of need. So let's turn over to Romans chapter 10 and look where Paul requotes Joel chapter 2, verse 32. He says, uh, I'm going to start in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him up from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek, for the Lord, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. See, he's rich unto those who call upon him. So you've got to call. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's uh, him quoting Joel. Now then, shall they call on him? How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So hearing the report of the Lord is going to cause faith to come. And it's by faith that you call upon the Lord. For normally, naturally, you wouldn't even call on God if you didn't have faith. And that faith comes from the gospel, hearing God's report. He said to Isaiah, Lord, who has believed our report? It says in Isaiah. 
He's asking God, who, who has believed our gospel? Uh, and uh, in, the, in the footnote in my Bible, it says, uh, who has believed the hearing of us? So Isaiah and those around him in his inner circle were hearing God, and he's saying, God, you know, who, has hear, who is hearing us who have heard God? Isaiah was appointed to hear God. He was appointed to hear the gospel. He was appointed to hear good things. And he's wondering, who's even listening to us? And uh, it says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord came to, um, came to Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to Isaiah. And the word of the Lord came to Joel. And so here I am today reading the book of Joel. And I'm hearing what this guy heard thousands of years ago. And it's the same God. It's the same spirit. And he's still speaking gospel. Uh, he spoke gospel to me today through some old book, through a, a man I've never met. But yet God has collected these jewels, these treasures in, in a book called the Scriptures, the Holy Bible. And uh, as we read it, our faith is increased. Our faith to do what? Our faith to call upon the Lord. And the Lord says, whoever calls upon him shall be delivered. And Paul echoes that saying, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, your, your greatest work is right underneath your nose. Your greatest work is your mouth. Your ability to call upon the Lord uh, and make your confession before him is going to be what's going to turn everything around for you. It says in James that a ship is turned by a little rudder. Just a small rudder changes an entire ship. And that rudder is your mouth that... Uh, that has been filled with the words of your heart. It says, out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So whatever is in your heart, and you release that through your mouth, then that's what you're going to attract unto you. And uh, Joel and Isaiah and the Apostle Paul, Jeremiah, they all give us the glad tidings of good things. They give us the gospel of peace. And that when you pray these words, you release them back into your Father in Heaven, then it's going to attract Him because He's attracted to faith. He's not attracted to murmuring and complaining. And so, by your confession, salvation is made. So, that's what happened to me this morning in uh, my quiet time is that I reconnected with God through these old scriptures because the Holy Spirit was with me. And I just encourage you to read the Word of God, to have a constant devotional, whatever that constant is for you, and to get plugged into His Word, to get plugged into God through His Word. And uh, the Holy Spirit is waiting for that moment that He can open up the Word. It says that Moses struck the rock and the water came out of the rock. The Word may sometimes be... Uh, seems so cold and so hard and so dead to you like it's a rock. But I guarantee you that God is able to cause living water 
to flow forth from that rock and that living water is the rhema word. It's the spirit of the Lord that has come to revive you in that chosen place that God wants to be the outlet is the rock of his word. And so I just encourage you just like with me this morning, I just open it and um, I struck the rock in faith with my rod and it opened and there was water there. One minute there's a wilderness because of all my increased job responsibilities and whatnot. But then the next minute I'm in God's presence and I'm not even thinking about work anymore. And so I was able to have that quiet time with the Lord before I started my day. So I just encourage you what seems old and what seems barren and inert has actually got life in it. So let's go to God in prayer and then we're going to go back into worship. Father, we just thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power of your word, and I pray for every person listening that, Father, you would open up your word, that revelation would be upon their heart, that revelation, Lord, would be in their ears, that they would be able to hear the shepherd calling them. Father, you said that you have called a remnant. In the time of darkness, you have been faithful, Father, to call a remnant, and that those who call upon you, those who return the call, You said that you would deliver, and Father, we know that you're not a liar, Lord God, and that whatever you said will come to pass, and if you've promised, Lord, to deliver us, then that's exactly what you're going to do. Father, we give you the praise for your deliverance, that our destiny is ensured. Our power is promised, and it cannot be taken back. Praise you that... Christ was the end of the law and righteousness to everyone who believes that we don't have to go to ascend into heaven to find Christ or to descend into the deep. But, Father, the word is nigh us, even in our mouth and in our heart, the word of faith, Lord God, that we need only speak your word, we need only pray it, and behold, the manifestation of your presence follows that. So, Lord God, we give you praise in glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Thank you.
praise Jesus, we're back. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and, the, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. And so that's out of Isaiah 60, and just to requote what I read about Joel earlier, how that God is going to save a remnant of people who call upon his name in the midst of darkness, you will be delivered, and the Spirit of the Lord will arise and shine upon you. And the Gentiles shall see your light. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. And just keep this in mind that as we go into the darker days ahead that you're maintaining a watch with the Lord, maintaining a quiet time with him actually is uh, going to be prophetic. It has more of a purpose than just feeding your own spirit that as you build yourself up in the Lord, that there's going to come a day when people are going to look for the light because there's going to be darkness all around. And when they see the brightness of his rising upon you, they're going to come to you and ask you for the hope that you have. And uh, so the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon you. So your quiet time, maintaining that connection with God, isn't just for you, it's for other people as well. And uh, there's nothing more powerful, there's nothing more precious, there's nothing more valuable in the world than your connection with the Lord and maintaining that thing. Um, Platinum is more valuable than gold and your ability to connect with God in Scripture and prayer and worship and meditation is more valuable than platinum. It's more valuable than any rare substance in the world. And it's rare to continue to connect with the Lord and stay with Him in the Spirit because we've got so many uh, responsibilities and things tearing at you and trying to pull your attention away. So that time when it does happen with the Lord is more precious than platinum. It's more precious than gold. Nothing can be compared with it. Guard it with all vigilance. I encourage you to return unto the Lord if you've lost that light, if you've that hope and encouragement. Just like uh, I've been dry here, but this morning, receiving a visitation of the Holy Spirit from the opening of, of, of the Scriptures, having him wash those scriptures into me as a word of life, as a word of power that ignites me like a candle with his presence. God wants to teach you. He wants to visit you. He wants to make himself known unto you through the holy word. See, uh, when you have a spouse, when you have that marriage covenant relationship, it's only meant for two people that you've heard uh, the saying that's been handed down, two's company and three's a crowd. Well, there's a type of intimacy that you can only have with one other person, with your spouse. And that connection 
between two people is exactly like the connection uh, that you can have with the Lord in the Spirit. And there's many things that are seeking to pull us away and to have us bide our time on other things. But that one thing that uh, Mary sought after was more valuable than anything else, and the Lord did not forbid her to go about serving with Martha because there's never there's never an end to serving. There's never an end to how much people want your labor. They want your work. They want you to work for them to do this or that. And there's no end of how people would, would desire to use you uh, for whatever matter of service. But uh, God calls us to be like Mary, to step away and to step into him through the scriptures, through his holy power, through his blessing, and to know him and to drink of that river of life. There is a river in darkness. There's a river in the wilderness, a pool in the wilderness. There's a river in your desert. There's a light in your darkness. There's an intimacy with God that is in the midst of your loneliness. There is a connection that Mary had at Christ's feet, and that connection is more precious than gold and platinum, and nothing you desire can be compared to it. Moving on from Joel 2 to Haggai 2, it speaks of a a day of turbulence. And I never saw that until this morning that um, I always focused on this, this passage of Scripture, but... Um, it was in a time of darkness that God was speaking to his people to rebuild his temple. And we've got to rebuild that quiet time and that one-on-one time with the Lord. And uh, he's saying to the people, be strong, to Zerubbabel, uh, to Joshua, the high priest, the people, be strong and do the work. He says, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? But now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, and the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you. When ye came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not. So God was with them according to the word that he covenanted with them when he came, they came out of Egypt. And he said, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. And what did uh, Joel said? Those who call upon the Lord shall be delivered. And we, when he's saying call, he's meaning open wide your mouth. He's talking about open wide your heart. Open wide your your time, your schedule, your quiet time, spending time with him. Open that wide and he's going to fill it. And there's nothing that compares to being filled with the presence of the Lord. He is the vine and we are the branches and we are created for him. So he's telling the people to be strong and to do the work. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake 
the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I'll shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. How would you like to be filled with glory? The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. See, that talks about what I was talking about earlier, about how there's islands, that I saw islands in the midst of a sea of darkness. But God says in his house there will be peace and glory will be in his house, greater than that of the former. And you are his house. Your quiet time, your connection with him through scripture by the power and the spirit of the Lord is your house that he wants to fill with his glory. He wants to fill it with his peace. He wants to fill it with his power. And uh, so here he repeats in Haggai 2, the darkness he talks about coming in Isaiah 60 and Joel 2. He says he's going to shake all nations, that's the whole world, and the desire of all nations shall come. See, that's repeating Isaiah 60. It says the Gentiles and the kings shall be, uh, shall be brought to the brightness of your rising. So as you maintain that connection with the Lord, it's not simply just for you. It's for a time of darkness that's coming upon the face of the whole earth. When God shakes the nations, they're going to look for to see where the light is because everything's going to go dark. So just like a pregnant woman, she eats not just for herself. She's eating for that baby. She's eating for that future hope that's going to come. And God says that all nations, when he shakes the whole nations of the world, they're all going to come. They're all going to look for what the answer is. They're going to look for what the light is, and you're going to have it. So I just encourage you not to despise your quiet time with the Lord, to not grow weary in well-doing, because a time is coming when there's going to be so much glory and so much power on you. The nations will come to the brightness of your rising. And uh, love this passage in Isaiah, in uh, Haggai 2. I always refer to it and go over it. Love what he says, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So God can covenate a word with each one of us personally. He can personally write the covenant of his word on your heart. And it's according to whatever he writes upon your heart that he will be in you and be with you and that uh, he will abide with you even according to the word that he speaks to you. So, Father, we just give you the thanks. We give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus that your word doesn't go out to come back void. We thank you that you're raising up an uh, end-time harvest, a, a remnant, Father, that when the lights go off in the world, Christ in us is going to shine and they're going to be drawn to the glory and to the power and to the peace that's in us, Father, and that fills us. So, Father, we thank you for this plowing. We thank you, Father, for the development of this discipline that, Lord God, we can 
take the uh, implement of your word, this farming tool, and we can break up the stony ground and the hard ground of our hearts and our minds, that, Father, your word, this old word spoken by Joel and Isaiah and Haggai, it has power, Father. And uh, we're not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For by it we grow from glory to glory to faith to faith, Lord God. So, Father, we praise you. We pray that uh, your spirit be upon the remnant. We pray, Lord God, that you would search out those who are seeking to call upon you, but are being hindered in weakness. Father, we pray that you would strengthen the feeble hands and the weak knees. We just release your spirit, Lord God, upon the remnant in this nation, that, Father, you would call them out of darkness and call them into your light. That, Father, you would break every yoke, every chain, every curse, every plague, every mist of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. And that you would release the spirit of refreshing, Lord God, upon the people whom you have called, even the remnant. And we pray that, Father, their hearts would fall out unto you, that their hearts would cry out, that they would return the call unto you, Father. That they would come to you, Father, and seek you with all their heart, with all their strength, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you that there is a river in the desert and we can give you the praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. My name is Patrick Sanders. I've been your host on this broadcast of Prayer International. And uh, we just give him the praise. Amen.
goes toward the eastern region and goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, shall live. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.